Today, from the International Gospel Hour, our Are You Listening Again series continues with the Bible Doctrine of Death. But listen, friends, you did He make alive. Let's see the living hope that is in Christ, and that's today from the International Gospel Hour. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Beloved, we are happy indeed to welcome you to our program today, and we appreciate your listening to the program from day to day and from time to time. We continue with our studies today on the sobering topic, What is Death? Close students of Jehovah's Book know that the spirit of inspiration used the word death to describe a number of human experiences. For the most part, men usually think of this term in its connection with physical death. The Bible frequently speaks of physical death, which is a separation of body and spirit, James 2.26. Isaiah had physical death in mind when he delivered the message of Isaiah 38.1 to Hezekiah, the stunned monarch of Judah. The sacred scribe of Hebrews had physical death in mind when he spoke of that sure appointment in Hebrews 9.27. Physical death is the object of each statement, and he died in Genesis 5. The Bible uses the term death to describe another human experience. Those who are separated from Jehovah by their sins are spoken of as being dead. In Ephesians 2 and verse 1, Paul wrote, And you did he make alive when you were dead through your trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2, 1. These words gave vivid description to the spiritual plight of the Ephesians in their paganistic period. Prior to conversion, they were dead. Subsequent to conversion, they were quickened or made alive, Ephesians 2.5. Concerning the widow who worshipped pleasure in 1 Timothy 5.6, Paul declared, But she that giveth herself to pleasure is dead while she liveth. She was dead indeed to the world of spiritual verities, but very much alive to the world of fleshly enticements. The deeply compassionate father in that pearl of the parables said in Luke 15:24, For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. In seeking to break through the stone wall of the elder's son's stubbornness, shell of self-righteousness, and total lack of brotherly concerning the loving father again said, But it was meet to make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead, and is alive again and was lost and is found. Luke 15.32 Ladies and gentlemen, are you listening? Most of the world's population this very day fits the heavily populated category of being alive physically, but dead in their sins and trespasses. In the third place, the Bible uses the term death to describe another human experience known only by the saved. In Romans 6, Paul speaks of a death unto sin. He wrote, Even so reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God in Christ Jesus. 
In Romans 6 and verse 7, the same apostle wrote, For he that hath died is justified from sin. Every scriptural conversion from those on Pentecost to the present has consisted of three acts that closely and beautifully correspond to Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Just as he died on the cross, we are to die to sin. Just as he was buried in a tomb, we are to be buried in the tomb of water. Just as he was raised from Joseph's new tomb, so we are raised to walk in newness of life. My beloved friends, are you listening? Is this how your conversion occurred? If not, then you were not converted in the manner in which the New Testament surely demands it. Genuine conversion has always demanded a death to the love, habitual practice, and tyranny with which sin has formerly enslaved us. Beloved, do you believe it? Even more appropriate, have you practiced such? If not, why not? A fourth manner in which the word death is employed is exclusively exhibited in the book of Revelation. The apostle of love mentions the second death quite frequently. Christ, the spokesman to the seven churches in the province of Asia Minor, promised the struggling saints and the suffering sons of God at Smyrna that their overcoming would immunize, immunize rather them against the second death. Revelation 2.11 Revelation 20 and verse 6 teaches that the second death will have no power on them that have for part in the first resurrection. Subsequently, John writes, and death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, even the lake of fire. And if any was not found written in the book of life, he was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation twenty fourteen and 15. The Bible states in Revelation 21, 8, But for the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and fornicators and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part shall be in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Each of these four uses of the word death implies a separation. Physical death is a separation of body and spirit. Those who are dead in trespasses and sins are separated from God. Sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Those who have died to sin have been separated from the lingering love and persistent practice of sin. Sin will be in their future, but will be the exception and not the habitual rule as it formerly was. Hell, or eternal Gehenna, means eternal banishment from God's presence and heaven's holy habitation. Hence, the idea of separation pervades the employment of the term death in all four of those realms. Any or all of these would be a profitable area of meditation and investigation, but the remainder of our remarks in these studies will stress biblical teaching pertaining to physical death and the preparation we should be making to meet this sure and certain appointment. This will be the crux of our study and not determining the state of the dead between decease and the time of the judgment. Other studies dealing with the interesting facets of this phrase or this phase of death have been recently presented as we studied about those that died in unrighteousness. 
I therefore choose to give these studies a different slant of attention. Too many people go to the wrong sources to seek help in regard to the subject of physical death. A number of years ago, a major newspaper presented an extra-lengthy article dealing with death. Apparently, it never occurred to the writer of said article to see what God's book teaches relative to death. Extremely brief and bare mention was made to God in the Bible, and this was done in connection with funeral songs and a scripture reading often read at funeral services. Research was done chiefly among physicians, ministers, funeral directors, psychologists, and those facing death. Physicians see death many times in their chosen profession. Yet, they may know very, very little about Bible teaching regarding the Grim Reaper. Ministers ought to know what the Bible teaches about death, but many times they possess but little Bible knowledge on this subject. Their ignorance of the Bible in this realm is frequently amazing, as is woefully revealed by the multitudes of errors they teach the surviving family at a funeral service. A thorough understanding of the Bible doctrine of death would keep many preachers from preaching error at funerals. Errors in funerals are not any more justified than in any other capacity. Funeral directors deal with death every day, but they may know but little of what the Bible says on this important theme. Psychologists, unless biblically oriented, are not any more likely to shed biblical light on the subject of death than any other person who has never studied the human mind. Even conversations with dying people do not necessarily mean a great deal of enlightenment will be revealed for many of their observations are totally subjective and not in the least objective in analysis. That is the reason, dear friends, we wish to note what God said relative to death. I had rather have what divine wisdom says about death as the total combination of what fallible human wisdom has discovered in the countless centuries of human experience with the coming of the King of Terrors. Had you not also? Dear friends, let's think on this. Second Peter 1, 3, and 4 says, As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Dear friends, we need to think on these things, and to see what God says on a matter. With that being said, we have a very special Bible study available for you, and you can find it online. And here's our J. Webb with the details about the Bible study from our friends at the World Bible School. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Dear friends, we have just shared with you lesson number two of the Bible Doctrine of Death study as part of our Are You Listening Again series. 
We are indebted to Brother Robert Taylor, the longtime evangelist for the Ripley, Tennessee Church of Christ, for the material presented today. In the mid-70s to the mid-80s, Brother Taylor wrote much for Brother V.E. Howard, our first speaker, to assist Brother Howard in his work. We're grateful to make these lessons available once again for your listening pleasure. And we'll continue these thoughts at another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and please keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.